Somebody shout, glory. Amen. Give somebody a high five. Tell them, man, I like doing God life. You can be seated. We're excited you're here. Welcome to 11. Amen. How many excited about 11? Amen. It's going to take us a little while to get the groove on, but we are pumped because we're believing God for great things in your life. Amen. You believe in good? Please believe with us for great things in your life. Okay. We're believing for great things in your life. Oh my gosh. We're believing for great things in your life. I mean, at least say thank you or something. I mean, believe with us. Amen. Let's believe God for some great things. Amen. Hey, if you're here today, you don't own a Bible, couldn't find yours, hold your hand up. Ushers will bring one to you. It's our gift to you. We want to make sure everybody has a copy of the Word of God. What you need to do is get in that Word, get in that Bible, get that Bible into you, okay? Now, I'm sure there's great reading programs. There's stuff that you can download apps that will read the Bible to you every day before you get out of bed. Thank you, Jesus. But you need to take a word, a scripture two at a time, weave it to the fabric of your being until it becomes a part of you, okay? It, see, uh, most of us can quote, like, you know, we have, we have verses, right, that we can quote. Romans 12, 1 and 2, everybody can quote that, right? It's like I'm tempted. Let's find out. Uh, okay, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service, which means that's the least that you can do. Do you understand that? That's the least that you can do. If you ain't doing that, you need to you know, kind of get in the game. Okay, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye by the renewal of your mind so you can prove God's will is good, acceptable, and perfect, right? So in other words, without God's word, you won't know God's will. Okay, so the, so, so, so the word of God contains the will of God. So without the Word of God, you don't know the will of God. If you don't know the will of God, we don't care how many t-shirts and bumper stickers you get, you're still wandering around, right? So we need the will of God. To know the will of God, we have to have the Word of God, right? And so if you don't have the Word, you're not in the will. I don't mean in the will like He's going to leave you something. I mean the plan that God has for you to prosper you, you're not going to stumble across it. Well, God's sending the angels down to do the river dance in the driveway, and then I'll know. No, no, he sent his word, and his word, and you get into the word. And David said, that word is a lamp to my feet, and it, it opens up the path, right? And so it enlightens me. It, it gives me wisdom, insight, direction. Isaiah said, you'll hear a word behind you saying, this is the way walk ye in it. You need the word of God. Look at your neighbor and say, get in the word. Oh, look the other way and, and say, say it. Okay, say it like you mean it. Say, get in the word. Amen. Come on, hold your Bible up. Lift, lift your Bible up real high. And let's make a confession together. Lift up your Bible. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. Say, I choose to do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind. I have a teachable spirit. From this moment forward, I'm never going to be the same. I refuse to be the same. I'm changing. I'm starting now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, give God one more hand. Thank you for the word. Hey guys, uh, if you're if you're here, this is like your first time. If you take the card inside your uh, worship guide and walk out over to the info kiosk thing, uh, they'll give you one of these. This is the latest book I've just written. There's nothing in it. Okay, uh, and, and they'll give you one of these, and 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 you can begin to take notes. If you will begin to take notes and then continue to take notes, you will become a great note taker. Right? If you begin to prosper, continue to prosper, you become very prosperous. 
if you be, hello, somebody, right? This is the process of life. You got to begin. You got to begin. You got to begin. Then you got to continue, right? You got to continue. And, and, and I know what you're thinking. Well, boy, how do I get one of those if I'm not a first time? Well, you begin your way over to the merchandise thing and you continue till you get there and you become showed up there and then you give them like a hundred bucks or something and uh, you can buy one of these, wait for me, I'll come sign it. I'm going to sign my books, okay? And if I don't show up, just sign it for me. It don't matter. And, and, uh, uh, but no, we're glad you're with us. Get one of those. Hey, how, how many of you know that God's, God's Word is awesome? Okay. How many of you know God's Word is awesome? There we go. There we go. God's Word is going to change everything for you. Okay? I said God's Word is going to change everything for you. And when it starts speaking to you, it starts coming alive. And all of a sudden, man, doesn't it change some stuff? Yeah. Right? You can be in the middle of yuck. And then you get a revelation. God speaks. It's like, yes, okay, I got it. Change the way you walk. Right? Change the way you talk. Change the way you look at stuff. And, and, and we've all been there where we've had this moment. Man, you get a promise of God. Right? And here's what we're believing. Here's what we're believing for you. We, Man, we are not believing that you'd be, be like having that, you know, that average churchgoer experience. No. I'm believing that you're going you're gonna to be empowered by God to overcome, that you're going to be positioned to win in every situation, no matter what it looks like, feels like, smells like, tastes like. You're going to get out of bed every day to humiliate hell. You're going to demonstrate Satan's defeat on a daily basis. You are walking into the miraculous. You are ready to receive the unbelievable and positioned to experience the impossible. There is, ain't going to be nothing normal about your God life experience, that you're going to have more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. Hello, somebody. Well, I was just kind of hoping to get enough. I, you know, I just need a God that's good enough. I just want to serve a God that's good enough. There's a bunch of other places you should be right now. Okay, because I'm just like in the mood, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to let it rip. Okay, because here's the deal. Here's <laughs> what, what God has for you. Isn't it awesome to know that you could believe God for, like, stuff that nobody can explain? That's the God I want to serve. I, I want to live a life that when you look at it, you're going, crying out loud, I believe in God now. Hello, somebody. You know, and, 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 you know, I love what it says in Acts. I think this ought to be your mantra, right? Acts, it says, cheer up. Everybody say, cheer up. Cheer up. Oh, come on, say, cheer up. And by the way, the louder you are, the quicker I go. So it's like, sweet, want to get out of here in 10 minutes? Get loud. Okay, so say, cheer up. Cheer up. <laughs> wow. Okay, let's pray. Sweet. Cheer up. Say, I believe God. I believe God. How many believers are in here? Yeah. Well, then you ought to be filled with cheer. I, you don't want to know what's crazy? Philippians, it's a short little book. It's four chapters. You could read it in six minutes. It's 16 times in there he says, rejoice. You know what's sad? Our believers who are unhappy. Come on, unhappy believers do not belong in our circle. Okay, oh, that seems kind of harsh. No, because unhappy believers, there's a King James phrase for it, they sucketh. Okay, come on, cheer up. You need somebody in your life who will look you in the eyes when you're sliding down and say, stop it. Cheer up. Cheer up. I believe God. 
It shall be exactly like he said. You know what I'm looking for? A candidate that would like have this tattooed to their flesh. I'm not against tattoos. I just don't want any personally. My dad was the youngest of seven brothers. My uncles, a couple of my uncles were completely covered. I mean, everything. Toes, had the, had the pigs on his toes. Uncle Spider had a tin. I, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, Uncle Spider, he was a boxer. You'd laugh at him. I'll tell you what, he'd kick your butt. Okay. <laughs> I mean, these guys were tattooed up, and I grew up my whole life listening to them talk about how they wish they hadn't got that one. So every time I ever got ready to go get one, all I could hear was, yeah, I wish I hadn't got that one. And I'm like, oh, my God. But I need somebody to get that. Cheer up. I believe God. It'll be exactly like he said. Come on, cheer up. Say it with me. Cheer up. I believe God. It's like we have spiritual Tourette's. Let's say it together. Say, cheer up. I believe God. It'll be just like he said. Now say it with me. Say, cheer up. I No, say it with me. Cheer up. I believe God. It will be exactly like he said. One more time. Cheer up. I believe God. It will be exactly like he said. Come on, somebody. I'll pitch in 50 bucks. You have some cool stuff there. You know, it would be tattooed on your body. It makes sense. But what happens when it goes sideways? What happens when what God said to you don't happen the way you heard it. Because, you know, when you hear it, you start thinking about how it's supposed to go. Right? Come on. We all do this. And then it doesn't come together the way it's supposed to. And all of a sudden that cheer up goes, cheer up. Oh, my God. It ain't going like I thought it would. Right? What do we do when it slides sideways? When what God promised doesn't seem to be coming. And, you know, we've done our best. We've tried to help God out because we know he's super busy. And so we, we plan it out and tell him how he ought to do it. Save him all that time, effort, resource. Right? Why? Because we love God. <laughs> We're going to tell God how he should do it. But what happens when it's... Yeah, that helps. But it ain't looking like it, nothing like you said. What do I do? How do I think myself happy when it appears that what I've been thinking about ain't going to go the way I thought it should? What do I do? Because, you know, if I'm not careful, I'll be like an average church attender. I'll make excuses and justify why it's not what I said it would be. Because, you know, when I was all filled with cheer, guess what I did? Kind of like Joseph, I told him what my dream was. And then my believing brothers sold me out. Now what? How do I make it to the end that God declared at my beginning when the middle is jacked up? In the, in the book of Mark, I, I, I love Mark. In, in the book of Mark, he starts giving us, you know, Jesus himself is going to give us some principles of, of how to make it to the end. 
that he declared at our beginning. But you, you got to get the story. You got to understand. And the, see, he he is he has been teaching the disciples. He's been working with them. He's been out. Uh, you know, he he took them boating, right? And he's walked on water, and he's got them out of the boat, and he showed them how to do crazy stuff. And then they 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 get over there, and they and they and they meet this person that's got a bunch of demons, legions, and he casts legions out of these guys. And you want to know what's crazy is is that they all, they were excited about the liberty that their friend had, but they didn't want Jesus to stay. They're like, hey, go ahead and get out. If you don't mind, just leave our island. And it's not because, you know, I've grown up in church and everybody's like, well, yeah, but the pigs were their, their, their economy. People will change their economy because when you let God change your economy, it gets better. See, it, it wasn't the economy that they didn't want to change. It's the way they live their life that they didn't want to change. And see, when God shows up and he starts changing the way you live, a lot of times you're like, hey, that's good and everything. And I'm amazed at what you can do, but you can just leave now because I ain't in the mood to change. Let's not be those people, right? Let's be people who embrace the presence of God, who are looking forward to God doing something different in our life and causing our life to get better. Look at somebody say, your life's about ready to get better. And, and, and he says in the book of Mark, he says, when Jesus passed over again to the other side, now he's come back and a bunch of people have got, the, you know, that man, he's popular here and they all run in to meet him and, and there's a big crowd of people and there was nine to the sea and 22 and, and there's a guy there that showed up in a synagogue. He's a ruler of the synagogue. Jairus is his name and, and, and he ran it. And let me tell you something, Jairus ain't there by mistake. Jairus is on purpose. He, he's, he's waiting for him to get back in. He's the ruler of the synagogue. He is a somebody, okay? He ain't no outsider. He's an insider. And, and, and he is a somebody. He's got position. He's got authority. He's got influence. But he's waiting for Jesus, and there's a reason. But when he sees him, he falls at his feet, which is a sign of, of humility. And I understand your authority, and I, and, and I am deferring my position to your, because you are above me, greater than me. And see, that not that who we are? We come to Jesus, and man, I've got to tell you something. I, 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 I know, God, that you are Lord. You are, you are my king. You are my Savior, and I defer to you. And, and he comes to him, and check this out, in 23, he, and he said, man, and he's beseeching him, he's begging him, and he says, my daughter is at the point of dying. Would you come? Because I believe if you come to my house and you lay your hands on my daughter, I believe she's going to be whole. I believe that you can heal her. I know, I, I've heard, I've seen, I've witnessed, and I just believe if you come. And so he shows up, man, on purpose, with a mission. He is not there by happenstance. He needs a miracle. Jesus, if you come to my house, lay hands on my daughter, I know you can heal her. Look, look at what happens in 24. And Jesus went with it. You know what that means? You're going to heal her. Hello, somebody. Hey, Jesus isn't afraid to say no. So he shows up, and here's Jesus. Man, if you'll come with me. And Jesus says, let's go. Let's go. It's almost like Jesus said, hey, man, cheer up. It's going to be good. And so all of a sudden, Jairus like, shut up, man. He said yes. Where are you going? My house. What are you going to do? She's getting well. Call my wife. Hi, honey. We're on our way. <laughs> Who's coming with you? Jesus. Man, some wives, you don't show up at the house without letting them know, okay? And when you do show up with somebody, 
My God, you could have told me the King of Kings was coming. I mean, my wife cleans before the cleaning people come. What do you think she does before the king comes? Just needs a little heads up. Okay, and Jesus went with him, and then a crowd begins to follow. Now, Jairus is in a hurry. You understand this? I got to get Jesus to the house. The quicker I get Jesus to the house, the quicker my daughter can be healed. Now, there's a crowd... And it's not just a crowd, but now people want to stop him. Come here. Me and Jesus. <laughs> we got to take a selfie. We got to Instagram. We got to Facebook. And Jairus is like, get out the way. Come on, you need to move. I know he's Jesus, and I know you've heard about him, and I know that you want him to touch you and stuff. Please don't touch him. We got to go. I'm in a hurry. Why? Because my daughter, I am a somebody. Hello? I am a somebody. And I've already called my wife. And she's expecting this quickly. See, you've had this word from Jesus that he's going to show up and he's going to do some stuff. And you need the outsiders to get out the way. Because you're an insider walking with Jesus on your way to a miracle. And the last thing you need is some outsider slowing you down. Because we got to hurry. Hello, somebody. Look, look at 25. And a certain woman who had an issue. I know it's hard to believe, but they found a woman with an issue. <laughs> like that was tough. Okay, but anyways, I know I'm going to get hate mail, but it's okay. I dig that stuff. Okay, so they had an issue of blood. Everybody say, for 12 years. 12. Okay, so here's this woman, 12 years. Man, this is a long time. Who's had this, but, and it's important that you understand, or else it wouldn't be in the book. So she's had an issue for 12 years. You know what that means? For 12 years, she couldn't go to church. Because of this blood issue, she's now an outsider. For 12 years, she couldn't touch nobody, and nobody could touch her. She could not be touched on purpose. 12 years she's had an issue of blood. Look at 26. She had suffered many things of many physicians, spent everything. So not only did people help her as long as she had something they could get from her, but the minute she ran out of stuff, they threw her out. You have people like that in your world. They're only with you because you have something that they can get from you, but the minute you're out of what they need, you're gone. They ain't making your life better they're making your life worse. But you know what? When you can't get life from any other source, you try to get it from any source you can. She's not only bankrupt financially, she's bankrupt relationally. She's bankrupt emotionally. She is an outsider. Okay? And she spent all this and everything, nothing's getting better. Everything's getting worse. And it says in 27 that when she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind. Now, now Jairus came in the open in front, but she's sneaking in the back. 
Why? Because she's not supposed to be touched. She's not supposed to be seen. She's not supposed to be embraced. She's not supposed to be there. But she has this revelation. See, because in 28, she's, uh, she said, she said, she said, if I touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. She believed in her heart, and she said it with her mouth. And she said, if I can just touch him, I can be made whole. Look at, tw- look at 29. It's awesome. And straightway, when she got there and touched him, the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she fell in her body. Boom! She was healed. And look, look at 30. And Jesus knew something had happened. Not because he was upset, because he was excited. Why? Because this is what he does. He likes this stuff. And Jairus is like, we got to go. My girl is sick. The crowd is getting thick. These people reaching him and grabbing him. And it's like, get your hands off. We got to go. And Jesus stops and asks a question, who touched me? And, and look, look at 31, his disciples. And you do realize that the disciples are kind of slow. That's why they're called the disciples. Okay. What do you mean, who touched you? Look at the people. There's a throng of people. See, some people are in the throng. There's a lot of people that like it. The bigger the crowd, the better. Because they, 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 they came to throng Jesus, not to touch Jesus. Hello? Did you, are, are you part of the throng? Are you coming to touch him? How can you say, who touched me? And Jairus is like, yeah, who cares? Let's go. And look at 32. This is crazy. And he looked around to see her that had done this thing. And the, next word, and the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done, came, fell down before him and told him all the truth. Some of your translations said everything. Oh, help me, Jesus. Here's a woman that's going to tell him everything. Okay, what does everything mean? 12 years. Well, it started. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, any of you guys have Voxer? You know what? I, you know, sometimes you get a Voxer and it's like a minute and a half long. And I'm thinking, I can't do it. I need a, uh-uh. I mean, and that's all the way at the end. It's like you're scrolling through. Well, well, 12 years ago, I had this thing. And at first, it was just a little bit dizzy. And, and he's like, oh, my God. Anybody got Lowe's, fishes, anything? Can we do anything? We got to go. My daughter is sick. She's going to rehearse 12 years. And each trip to the doctor and all the different doctors and all the different, you know, Man, you, they gave me this, and they gave me that, and I really kind of enjoyed this, but then there's this other thing, you know, and I had this reaction to it, and that caused this other thing. That She hasn't been able to talk to anybody for 12 years. We're not talking about some woman that just stopped in the mall. We've met her. She's talking to everybody. No, we're talking about a woman that has an issue that hasn't been able to tell anybody for 12 years. Now she has an audience with Jesus. She's whole. She's feeling good. She wants to talk. And Jairus is like, he's probably speaking in tongues. 34. He said, thy faith has made thee 
whole. Hey, here's some good news. That when you come to Jesus with an issue, hey, if you're an outsider today, don't be intimidated by the insiders that want you to hurry up. If you're an outsider today and you have an issue, you have to understand that when Jesus gets done with you, he does the whole package. See, it's not just the issue, but, but, but she walked away and she was restored physically. She's going to be restored financially. She's going to be restored relationally. She's going to be restored emotionally. She's going to be restored every area of her life, every area of your life today. Don't you let some, some pushy insider bother you one little bit. Jairus is freaking. Okay, look at 35. While Jesus is still speaking, somebody from Jairus' house shows up and he says, your daughter, your daughter didn't make it. Why don't you pack it up? You know, no need to bother Jesus. See, these are your friends who have come when your dream apparently has passed on. Who have the ability to share with you some great reasons why you should just move on now and understand that, you know, it doesn't always work out the way we thought it was. I, I know that you said that you're going to prosper, but, you know, you lost your job, and, and your job is gone now. And any hope, and any hope of a future, you know, you know that marriage is over, and you're not supposed to have relational health, you know, and 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 you know, people are talking about you now. So maybe, I guess what you took it one way, but really, what Jesus meant, and they, what they want you to do, is make a justified excuse to not receive the promise that He promised. Why? Why are they so? Hoping that you will just pack it up and put it away because it'll justify their lack of connecting with what God promised them in their life. And, 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 and come on, don't, don't trouble the master anymore. Listen, I'm here today to tell you, and I want to challenge you. I don't want to comfort you. I want to challenge you. Don't you walk out on what God's promised you. Don't walk out on what he's trying to get you to walk into. Don't you let the devil talk you out of what God's talking you into. No, you got a promise from God. It's more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope. Hello, somebody. Don't you cave in. And Jesus, look at this. Jesus, 36, he hears it, and, and, and he gives him six principles That'll help you make it to the end when the middle goes sideways. And they're right here in the Bible. And the first one is, be not afraid. Come on, somebody. Be not afraid. Don't you be afraid to believe God. Don't you be afraid to hold God to his word. Don't you be afraid. Don't, don't you be afraid. Yeah, but I'm afraid of the unknown. Don't you let the unknown... Listen, what are you talking about, the unknown? You have the Holy Spirit that knows everything on the inside of you. I don't hear God like that. No, is you hear God is just so contrary to what you believe. You need to believe what, what he's saying. Do you understand? Yeah, but yeah, I'm just not. No, 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 no. You have a yes over your life. I said you... Have a yes over your life. All the promises of God are yes and amen. You have a yes 
over your life. No weapon formed against you. You mean I can succeed? Yes. You mean I can prosper? Yes. You mean I can walk in health? Yes. You mean I can have joy? Yes. You mean I can have peace? Yes. You mean I can have victory? Yes. You mean this isn't the end? Yes. You mean I have a future? Yes. You carry a yes with you. Don't you dare be afraid of some lying, defeated devil or a bunch of average church people. Well, we just don't think that's what it means. We studied it in the Greek. If you can't do what it says in the English, don't even bother getting deeper. Don't be afraid. Everybody say, don't be afraid. Number two, he said, Where'd he go? Only believe. Read that with me. Only believe. Come on, say it. Only believe. See, the emphasis here, when you study it out, is not on belief. The emphasis is on only. See, basically, you say, hey, Jairus, remember when you showed up at the dock and you believed that if I would go with you, that I could lay my hands on your girl and she would recover. Remember what you believed? Yeah. Okay, go back to that belief. And now all this other stuff that's coming up in your head, all these other thoughts, all this other... No, get rid of that. Now it's only belief. See, you, you had belief and some other pictures. You, you, had a, you had a picture in your mind of how this was going to go. It ain't going that way. But get rid of your picture. Only belief. See, you have the ability to believe God. Cheer up. I believe God. Okay, now get back to where it's only believe. Okay, throw it, sweep everything out, get, get rid of the second thoughts, just operate in your belief now. Only believe. Yeah, when I want to remove everything except my beliefs, man, it, it, my, it's just so small, I can hold it in my hand. Okay, cool, just hold, hold that in your hand there. Because only faith the size of a grain of mustard seed can move mountains. But just only believe. Only believe. Now, okay, now 37. And, 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 and he suffered no man. And Jesus said, come on, we're still going. We're still going, right? We're going, what are we doing? We're going to the end that we declared at the beginning. Now the middle's gone crazy. Don't worry about it. We're still going to the end. And, and he took Peter, James, and John. Okay, principle number three, surround yourself with positive people. Come on, somebody. I'm going to help you today. Surround yourself with positive people. There are some people who can believe. Okay? There's some people who, who will, who, okay, okay, we're going. Let's, let's, let's hang with those people. You pick, you pick your partners. Companion of fools, you're going to be a fool. Companion of wise, he's going to be wise also. Right? So how, how about you start picking the right people. Will God do it for me? No. He'll send you people, but you got to embrace them. Hmm? So it's really important that you get this. So what's, what's number one? What's number two? What's number three? 
Surround yourself. Okay, number four is my favorite one. Okay, look, look at this. And he came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and he saw this, 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 this mess. And, and 39 says, uh, he came in and said, why are you guys all upset? She, she's not dead, but she's asleep. Look what they did. And they laughed him to scorn. These are, these are your family and friends. That when you say, hey, I'm going to believe God, and they laugh you to scorn. Hey, hey you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and stand here in faith and trust God. <laughs> you don't want to do that, okay? You're starting to look a little silly. That dream is gone. He's not supplying those needs, all right? You lost your job. Hey, he's not bringing healing to your relationship because guess what? Hey, and those people, they laughed to scorn you. And Jesus, look what he did. When he had put them all, go back. When, when Jesus, when he had put them all out, you got to kick out the negatives. There are some people in your life need to go. God is working with your phone company. Okay? He works in mysterious ways. Every time your phone rings, a name shows up. Caller ID is of the Lord. Hmm? And your phone rings, and you can see who it is. Now, now watch me now. If when your phone rings, if this is what you do, If that's your reaction, don't answer. Your neck is telling you don't answer. Your eyes are telling you don't answer. Your hand is telling you don't answer. Why is it when you look at it and want to vomit, do you go, hello? There are some people... There are some people you have no business talking to. There are some people, you know, when you see them in the mall and you go, crap. Don't hang with them. Why? Because they're going to suck the life out of you. Jesus, Jesus, you do, understand, you do understand that Jesus did not walk in there and try to make them feel better. I need to say that again. Jesus ain't trying to make you feel better. No, he wants to elevate you. He wants you to live better. He wants you to believe better. He wants you to reign better. He wants you to rule better. Feel better. Get out the house. Get out. And look, he throws them out, and he takes the mom and the dad and the guys that are with him, and he goes in where she's laying. Okay, that's number four. Look at number five. And he took the damsel by the hand, and he spoke Talitha Kumai, which is saying, get up, rise up. So here's number five, okay? Speak life. Speak life. And speak life. Speak life. Don't you start talking death to your dream. Speak life to this promise. Speak life to Man, my God's coming through. No word from God will ever fail. Hey, I, I believe God. I, it'll be exactly like he said. It ain't going to be like I thought, but it's going to be like he said. 
And the last one, let me, let me just get to it. Look at this. Straightway the damsel rose. She walked, and she was the age of 12 years. Everybody say 12 years. 12 years. Oh, that's in there for a reason, or you wouldn't have brought it up. She's 12 years old. The other lady's been sick as long as she's been alive. See, the whole, I mean, here, you, you get this. Jairus was like, man, he, we got to move. This person's in the way. We got, to, we got to get down. I wonder how many lives are being touched in the lives of outsiders while the insiders are complaining about the process. She's 12 years old. She's always been on the inside. She's always had, uh, she's had options. That other person had, had no even options, man. And she got up and she's walking around and they were astonished. Look, look, look at 43. And it says, and he charged them that, that don't tell everybody. Don't, you know, don't worry about putting it on Facebook. Don't, I mean, that's cool if you're going to put it on Facebook. That's awesome. You're going to celebrate it. But, but that's not the point. See, see, I think the sixth point that we need to pick up, the sixth principle, and I think we overlook this one a lot. But he commanded, see, and it wasn't a suggestion. He commanded, Jesus commanded that they would feed their miracle. How many of you realize babies are a miracle? Right? How many parents are in the, in the room? You've had children, okay? How many of you guys had really pretty babies? Dude, you guys, I've seen some of your babies. They were not. Okay, let me just tell you something. I mean, obviously, they've become insanely good-looking because they look a lot like their dad. But our three boys, no, they were not pretty babies. Okay, When they were born, they came out, they looked like, well, I'm not even going to go there because it's just ugh, it's hard to take. But they were miracles. I, I remember bringing them little miracles in, and, and, and you know, it didn't take long for them to reshape you know, and start looking normal. Uh, 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 they were miracles. And, and, and I, remember, I remember wanting to show everybody we knew and, and get the pictures out and, 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 you know, and get them up on the platform and have everybody, yay, and put the Facebook up and the, and the Periscope and the, and, and the tweeting and, 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 and all of that stuff. But guess what? If you don't feed that miracle, all you're going to have is a picture. If you don't feed it, it's going to die. And, and you know what? In three weeks, TJ and Paige are bringing home their own miracle. Which is proof, which is proof that the thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of groceries that we have fed that miracle with, beginning to pay off because now it's producing its own miracle and see that's what that's what the miracle is supposed to do is reproduce you have to make certain that the miracle that, that you are experiencing that you're feeding the miracle and that you are that, that you're being that you're bringing hope to the hopeless that you're bringing health to the hurting that, that, that you are that you're bringing vision to, to those that can't see that you're opening doors for those who are in bondage that you are that you are that you're reciprocating what God is doing in your life that you are feeding the miracle hello somebody you know because because what you got to do now what you got to do you got to remember don't be afraid and you got you got to only believe you got to only believe. You got to surround yourself with the right people, and you got to kick out the wrong ones. And not just that, not just the people walking with you, but the voices that you know what. You might need to turn that Facebook off. You might need to get off that computer screen. You might need to shut down that TV. Hello, somebody. 
You need to get the negativity out of your life. And you need to start speaking life. And you need to speak to it every day and believe in your heart and speak with your mouth and watch what God does. But you need to be prepared to feed the miracle. Because if you don't, if you don't, it'll just die. All you're going to have is a picture. And you don't want a picture. You want a lifestyle. You want the ability to demonstrate to people. You, can, can I just tell you something? Back in the day, we used to go door to door, knock on doors and ask people, you going to heaven or hell? And they'd want to stand there and talk about it. You, you know, I love Bill Shear's story because it kind of freaked him out. But he went, he went out on the evangelism thing with a guy who would just open car doors and ask people, do you know how hot hell is? But today, can I just tell you something? With all this weird social shift that we've had, there's a bunch of your friends that they don't believe in hell, so they don't care how hot it is. They're not looking for somebody that's got a track. They're looking for somebody who has a track record. They want to see a life that actually demonstrates Satan's defeat. They don't need no bumper sticker and t-shirt thing. Let me, if your marriage isn't any better than mine, then don't tell me to bring into mine what you got in yours. If you, if you can't walk in victory, listen to me. If you can't walk in victory, then don't be quoting me scriptures. They're looking, well, how did we get there and how do we keep it going? You got to feed the miracle. See, a lot of us have experienced miracles, but we don't feed it. Oh, shoot. I'm out of time. Come back next week. And we'll feed the miracle. Hello, somebody. Right? As a matter of fact, I just want you to close your eyes and bow your head for just a minute. You're here today, and you've been living life separated from God. And we can't let you leave like that. Man, you know, maybe, maybe you've never even heard of the sinner's prayer. Maybe you've prayed, prayed what we might call the sinner's prayer a hundred times. That's not the question. The question is, are you living a life that humiliates hell? And if you're not, you need to get Jesus involved in your life. If you know that what I need to do is surrender this life and, and accept what God offers me through relationship with his son, man, I'm making this prayer my prayer. I'm going to get real with God so God can get real with me. I need God to change me. Man, I need God to change me. And if that's you, we're not going to call you out, but we're all going to pray it together. And I just want to agree with you in prayer. If you're here today and say, you know what, Tom? I want that to be my life. I, I want to elevate to a place where, where I'm having more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos. I want that. I'm believing for that. And I'm going to receive it right now. If that's you, just hold your hand up real high. I just want to agree with you in prayer. Thank you. 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 There's too many. It's crazy. Yeah, that's what I want. I want the real deal, right? I want the full meal package. So just pray this with me. Just say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I know I need your love. I know I need your acceptance. I know I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving.